The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. Presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's good luck because we've got Tyler Shaw here. We That's do. why He's there's wait. no commercial. He's because Tyler is here. Right? Yeah. Tyler is that way. He's that way. Right? He's that way. Oh, Jen's got a commercial. My wife says she has a commercial. But she yeah, just signed on. So it's all good. Welcome to Revolution Radio, Canadian AF, Canadian as fuck right here. We do this every Monday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Dimitri, Alexiou, Derek Lewis, myself, Craig G. And we are so, so fortunate to have with us tonight. We're doing a double shot of interviews tonight. We're super stoked. We are starting with our new bestie. His name is Tyler Shaw. And we've got a ton of great stuff that we are going to uh, have a chat with Tyler about. So we've got a lot of stuff to do tonight. We got to, Let's get right into the program. So, uh, Dimitri, if we may, please, uh, let's have the land acknowledgement. We here at Canadian as Fuck acknowledge that the land on which we're meeting is the, is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. Canadian as Fuck also acknowledges that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 with the Mississaugas of the Credit. Thank you very much, Dimitri. Uh, we start out the program every single week with the land acknowledgement. Tyler's first single, Kiss Goodnight, celebrates 10 years in the music industry as of now. And this is a beautiful track that we're going to start out the program with. This introduced us to our guest tonight, our first guest tonight, the one and only Tyler Shaw, joining us right here. Revolution Radio Canadian as fuck. Episode, what is this, 35? Something yep. Like that. Episode 35. Yep. Revolu- Something like that. Revolution Radio. I don't want to kiss goodnight. I just want to stay forever. I don't want to close my eyes. I just want to stay forever. Lying here in silence. So in love, but so afraid. I'm not gonna deny it I have never felt this way Time is slipping away And we both know that I can't stay And time is not on our side So let's make the most of our last night I don't wanna kiss tonight I just wanna stay 
Introduction to our guest tonight, Mr. Tyler Shaw. Love that track. Beautiful. Good stuff right here. Revolution Radio again. Canadian as fuck. Tyler, thank you so much for joining us tonight, my friend. I greatly appreciate you being here. My pleasure. Yeah, that song is old as fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. So are we. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. We've got some real much older songs on tonight's broadcast. Let us tell you. But (laughs) I love love that track, man. That was very, very cool. So uh, you're going to be kicking off a tour, if I'm not mistaken, in the uh, next little bit. uh, Canadian headlining tour called the North Star Tour. I'm sure you'll probably be playing uh, that song. And uh, that's going from the fall into the wintertime kind of thing. I think it kicks off in Peterborough, if I'm not mistaken. In Peterborough this Wednesday, actually. Oh, Um, Market Hall. Market Hall. Yeah. Wow. Right. So then we go pretty much all of Ontario, a little bit, a couple of uh, Quebec dates, and then all the way out west to Vancouver and everything in between. So, but you're not, you're not leaving any, uh, you're not leaving any space in between your dates because it's like you're hitting every place in Ontario. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, uh, and the thing, and the thing is like what, what, what I looking over the tour, you, you've got like some really nice, um, intimate venues. Like, which I wouldn't expect for somebody like I, I saw you do a wee day mm-hmm. and like in like an, in an NHL arena that was packed with high school kids. Yeah. You know, so and like and the you're you're finishing up the tour on November 30th at the Axis Club Theater in Toronto or, or December, 8th. The, December 8th, December 8th, December yeah. 8th. My my apologies. But uh, Axis Club Theater in Toronto, that's 618 capacity and yeah. in a, in a awesome. hundred year old building. Yeah. So that like really nice intimate venues. So which is like I, which is I like, like a nice opportunity for the lucky fans. You know what? Like there's a few things. Like I like getting cozy with fans. Um awesome. there's, yeah. there's anything wrong with that. Um, you know, I've only been out on the road I wanna say like no more than four I don't think I've done more than four tours of my own. So there's a lot of disconnect between my music, my face and my name. And I'll, even to this day, I'll get people, uh, I'll play a song like Kiss Goodnight, and they'll be like, oh, that's that? you? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So as as the more I get out there, um, like I said, only done like four tours or so, the more I get out there, the venues are just going to increase and increase. You know, I'm doing this for 10 years. Four, four tours and yeah. 10 years is not a lot of touring. One of the tracks that we're actually playing tonight is I See You. And I was well, like, I'm like, I know this song. This is Tyler. Oh my god! <laughs> it was just one of those things. So it's great that you're getting out there. Yeah, definitely, and and yeah. uh, putting a, a face to the uh, to the song names. That's fantastic. But so, sorry, go ahead, Dimitri. 
But didn't your last album came out during COVID, right? It did uh, August of 2021. Yeah. So like, and you're probably just, so you're, that's probably like why, why you're hitting every place you can. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm touring that album in 2022, which would, you know, if I would have, if the, you know, things weren't shut down, (laughs) I would have released the album and then boom, right away headed on a tour, but obviously couldn't have done that. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Awesome. Tyler, so you were uh, born in Vancouver, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Now, where did right. you grow up? I grew up in Coquitlam, a suburb, just about an hour east of the city of Vancouver. And how old were you when you moved to, like, when you moved east? I moved to Toronto. Well, I moved to go to university when I was uh, 18. And then I ended up moving to Toronto when I was 19. Then that's when you, and then that's when you start put out your first single. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Where'd you go to university? Uh, Prince Edward Island, University of Prince Edward Island. Oh wow! Oh, so you yeah, went cool. out east? Oh yeah! Wow. Holy! Like, really I thought you went to like York or U of T or something like that. Okay, no, cool. no, 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 no. Cool, nice. Yeah. Wow! And what did you study when you were there? I did some sociology. Oh, no. I didn't. I never finished though. I just uh, I, <laughs> well, no, you, know, you I became an opportunity. You became the, a rock star. So yeah. <laughs> screw university. Yeah, uh, <laughs> nice. Um, just wondering if you could. Um, it's interesting because I've noticed in your bio, not only are you a musician, but you're also an actor as well, too. So we're going to have to start with the music side of things. For sure. Who were you or who were uh, some of your earliest influences? Guys, I went through a lot of different phases um, growing up. Uh, and we want to hear all of them. <laughs> the earliest, yeah. the earliest uh, group musical memory i have is is with backstreet boys mm-hmm. so whether i realize it or not subconsciously i i feel like every chapter every musical chapter in my life i've been has made my creative process the way it is so that's my earliest group was listening to backstreet boys mm-hmm. my mom was a huge brian adams fan so i feel like brian adams was a was always on in the house what phase of brian adams oh, i don't know I think it's the purple album. I can't remember what it's called. The purple album. Yeah, there's a purple one where he's purple, or the album cover is purple. Oh, the very first one might have been. Oh. guys, I don't, I don't know. Awesome. I don't, I don't have a strict answer. Um, not not his rockabilly face. He has a rockabilly face. He does. <laughs> he does he does? You heard it first here on Canadian as yeah. fuck on Revolution uh, Radio. <laughs> Phil Collins. Um, nice. That was like, you know, like childhood, childhood. And then, you know, I started to find my own musical taste or influenced with my, or by my older brother, um, Rage Against the Machine, Tool. Of course. Oh, Tool. Metallica, nice. you know, mm-hmm. um, all those, all those legends. Um, and then like complete 180, you know, starting middle school and in the round that, you know, started, you know, getting a little crush here, get a girlfriend here. So it's like Michael Buble. Jack Johnson, um, Justin Timberlake, you know, starting to go into the little pop world. And that's wow. kind of where everything kind of shifted for me. That's when I started writing music. Um, mm-hmm. I was just going to ask you that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's around that 13 years old of age ish. Um, 13 years old, starting to write music. Yeah. Fantastic. And I never, I never, like, I always just wrote my own music. I never th- saw the, the need to do covers. I was like, why would I recreate someone else's song when I can just write my own? Thank um, you. Oh, yeah. I, I think the exact same thing. Just ironic because I got my start off of a freaking covers competition. You did. You yeah. did. 
Yeah. Did. You know. <laughs> you read it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But anyway, like that's that's kind of like the journey that uh my my childhood and listening to music and everything has kind of brought me here today. Now, um you you, you cite like a lot of a lot of heavy hitting musicians yeah. in your influences. What instruments do you play? I play the drums. Drums was my first instrument. Really? Um, and then uh, the piano and then the guitar. Um, those okay. are the three main ones that I play. Um, I can play bass. Uh, obviously, I don't really hop on it. So it's just like when I'm recording at home, I'll play the bass. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I guess those four. Have okay. you ever Have you ever blown a horn? You know what? No, I don't think so. Something to think about. Yeah. It's I would, always fun. <laughs> probably choose a string instrument before before a brass, like the cello. Yes, cello is a boss instrument for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When did you start getting into um, recording? Like, when did that process kind of start for you? Because I know it's different for everyone. And you know, if yeah. you've been writing songs from the time you were thirteen years old, you probably had a good couple of albums worth of material to to go into the studio with. Oh yeah, like there there were tons of songs, not all great songs, of course, but you know, it's all part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of like actually recording stuff, I it was very very soon after I started to write my own music. I I got a software called Audacity. Yes. And uh I was I using that yeah. to record fabulous. Pretty much everything. Um, but it was like I didn't know how to I didn't know what compression was. I remember the day I learned what quantize was, you know, like all that all the stuff that you learn along the way, you mm-hmm. know, without going to school, you just kind of have to trial and error everything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I was using Audacity, um, and my recordings were were what they were at the time. You know, they were perfect for for the time. So helped you nail it out, right? So got to got to start somewhere. Exactly. Now, now, so in the decade that you've been in the Canadian music industry. Mm-hmm. Are there things that s- surprised you to find out about how things work? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I remember growing up listening to the radio, be like, oh, man, that'd be really cool to put out a song on radio, be rich and just retire. <laughs> Boy, was I wrong. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you're, if, you know, if that's your dream right now, if you're listening to this, it's it's a lot more work than just getting up on the radio. Yeah. Um it's you actually have to work at it. it i consider it you know basically like a job it's it's 24 7 here you're always thinking about the music and the content because it's not just being a uh, musician anymore and a recording artist you have to do the social media side of things mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of moving parts to to this industry now even now thinking back 10 years ago how much has changed in terms of like what apps are available like TikTok now and streaming spotify all that stuff it's it's insane how much it's changed. So yeah. I can't imagine where it's going to be in the next ten years. But Oof. yeah, a lot of things. A lot of things shocked me. Um, that being the biggest one, um, and just like it's just it's almost like being back in high school. I feel like just like the way really spread and egos and and stuff like that. Yeah egos you meet some you meet some you meet some questionable people but i'm not saying all people just like if if any industry were to have that the entertainment industry would be the one for sure paul mccartney calls them hooray henry's 
Ray which, I, which I think is just a fantastic description, but, uh, you know, um, okay. So that's another thing that we also need to talk about now too. So it's interesting to hear it's it. No, no. It's interesting to hear you talk about wanting to get a song on radio. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to hear a younger, a younger artist. I mean, as far as I, I just celebrated my 50th birthday two days ago. Right. So oh, I thank you. So it's uh, it's one of those things that like it's interesting to hear you say, I want to get a song on radio. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm like, God bless you for saying that. You know, it's like um, it's do you still feel that there are some artists that want to get stuff on radio or is most of it? Everyone's just like, I just want to be on like, you know, new and noteworthy on Spotify that's the that's the uh debate right i still feel like radio plays a big pick like a big part in in a success of an artist i really do wow Um, streaming though it's different because streaming the you can go so fast into so many places different territories around the world radio will take a little bit more time but if you get onto radio on in, in those territories, I feel like it will change the change the game as well. Now, mm-hmm. if I had to pick one or the other, oh God, my my artist side says radio. My business brain says Spotify right. or streaming service. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you can get both, man, then that is that is the ideal situation right mm-hmm. like if you're on a radio station in toronto say like z1035 or chum fm or something like that i mean yeah. you know and they're playing your tracks like once every couple of hours i mean you're getting yeah. you're still getting really really good uh you know good exposure there definitely absolutely and it's it all comes down to numbers guys like it's a business at the end of the day music music business is a music business right mm-hmm. so if if you look at like if you're an artist and you're looking at stats and numbers and how many streams you are, that's great. Um, the radio listening conversion, does that convert into people buying a hard ticket to your shows? You know, does that, I'm sure it all does like streaming and radio, but you, it's just the numbers have to be good. Whether that's you're getting the numbers through radio or streaming or both, like yeah, everyone will be looking at that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I am. Um, now there was like a, there was like a, a, three month period i think last year where your music video i can't remember like your music one of your music videos made the hit list on stingray yeah like three months in a row and so i'm thinking so do you do you feel that music video do you now obviously like you have people who are willing to invest in you and make music videos but like do you think that music videos really have much of a place anymore like on youtube or even stingray you know 100 100 content is is any type of video content we and you know what like i think what's blown out of proportion is maybe the budgets you don't need or have to make a video for fifty thousand dollars or eighty thousand dollars a music video you can get something done for ten even seven thousand dollars even on an iphone like the technology nowadays is just incredible obviously if you have a bigger budget you can do more extravagant things but if you're an artist starting out like you don't have to go boss the wall and go go nuts and go crazy i do still think visual adding a visual to a single or a song that you're really trying to push is important people will then fall in love with some kind of narrative or some kind of story 
um, yeah. and they'll connect to something. If they don't, if they don't quite connect just by listening, if they see something within that video, then maybe they can connect to something visually, and then it'll just kind of make its way back to the audio because they're like, oh yeah, I remember I saw that in that music video. It was really cool, and I can relate to that or whatever the whatever it may be. But um, yeah, I do still think that uh, music videos are important. That's cool. And, with yeah, the, I with the totally technology. Agree. Sorry, sorry, Craig. No, nope, go, go right ahead. With with the technology and stuff. Yeah, like it's it's like as as easy as it is for for young artists nowadays to create music. Mm-hmm. It's just as easy for them to 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 create music videos. And I like I plug myself for a second here. Uh, like I just shot the, <laughs> I, I just shot the, no, but I just shot the video for the Scary Loud um, on zero money. That, like they bought me a beer. Right. Yeah. Like, but yeah. they're, they're buddies of mine, but I mean, like, like you don't need, you don't need extravagance. We filmed it in like literally one room. Yeah. Right. Like you don't need. The Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits. Perfect for seeing Taylor Swift, the Eras tour presented by Capital One. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. To run, like, you don't need crazy lighting and, and like, all this kind of stuff. You just just need to do it, right? It's like a good idea. That's like, it. just, like, like running running songs through Audacity, right? Like, just yeah. you need to do it, get it done, and move on to the next thing. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Tyler, I was wondering if I could uh, ask you. It was interesting seeing Jimmy Kimmel sitting down with Billie Eilish and, and um, her, uh, her brother and asking yep. them about um, Ocean Eyes. And every single time they woke up and they looked at SoundCloud again, there was another thousand people and then a thousand people and then a thousand people. Mm-hmm. Your love version... Love song version of ABCDFU uh, yeah. has reached 4.5 billion uses and views Ooh. on TikTok. Wow. Can, can, you, can you possibly describe for us what it's like when you sign on to TikTok in the morning and there's like 6,000 more likes on your video or... Another eight hundred people have used your song to lips to to do edit and all of that. Yeah, what's that like? I mean, I mean, it's it's a wonderful, wonderful feeling, you know, being part of a billionaires club. You know, it's it's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> Good friends with Elon. No, you could just put a dollar sign in front of that. That yeah, would be a lot right? better, right? Yeah, exactly. No, it, it's 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 heartwarming. It honestly is. You know, I I didn't really think too much of it. You know, I had my my family in mind when I was creating this like 30 second TikTok version. So it came from a, a authentic place. Um, and just the fact that people are using it to show all, to- all types of stories, really like everything from heartbreak to love, obviously to, to loss, uh, to healing, to just everything. And it's, it's really nice that people are connecting to the song and, and uh, that's as an artist that's all you really ever want is just for people to relate to what you're feeling um in their own way and just like connect with the music right we have a like us as artists we have a specific feeling and we're able to outlet it into music and it's it makes me very happy that people are just holding on to that as well right so 
It's awesome. That's awesome. I just, I can't, like, I just, I remember looking it up on, because I'm on TikTok, and I, I remember just looking it up and look watching. I was just like, like, it just, the, like, I can't, I can't possibly fathom what it would be like, as I say, just waking up in the morning and seeing another 25,000 yeah. views, you know. I'm, just, I'm just trying to get the next one, you know. It's all yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Strike gold twice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got a Christmas album out that came out back in uh, 2021, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And you just did a, uh, a cover uh, yeah. of This Christmas. That's so, right. So um, you're going to be playing some Christmas tunes on tour? Not on this tour, no. This no? one's all getting back on. No, this one's getting back to the road, reconnecting with the fans. Uh, just saying thanks for sticking sticking around for 10 years, really. Um, and here's to another 10 more. Um, I don't think I'm going to do a Christmas, really Christmas songs this year, a Christmas tour. I did that last year with the tenors, which was awesome. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, that was, a, that was a really fun time. We had a song together. We did, we did uh, Oh Holy Night together, um, which oh. is it's on the Christmas album. So go check that That's out. That's a that is a fun song to sing if you can sing it well. Honestly, yeah. It, yeah. it's it's it, every time my wife hears it, it brings tears to her eyes every mm. single time. So I'm going to play that. I'm going to yeah. Actually, we're going to put that up on Revolution Radio's library. Awesome, mm. fantastic, yep, definitely. Yeah, but uh, no, this this North Star tour um, is just going to be strictly all the hits and things in between, and just have a chat with the fans, you know, hang out with them. Mm-hmm. So, um, is there now we're now, what do you think? Are there things that you think that the Canadian music industry can do better than it is doing right now? You're trying to get me dropped here. Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, listen, any, any industry can do things better. Um, yeah, I, I'm in a situation where I'm, I've been in the same deal since I was 19. Um, but the music industry has changed, like I said, over the past 10 years. I know people who have gotten really good deals within the last year. Um, they've modernized the deals. It's just my unfortunate luck that I've, I've been, st- I signed a deal when I was 19, had no leverage. I was a no, I was nobody, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I've, I've got some time left, but not a lot. Um, and I'm hoping that I guess to kind of answer your question is like, if the industry can create and keep up with times and make deals more modern and, and better for the artists, because without art, there would be absolutely no music mm-hmm. um, and so no money and no money. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a team effort. It's a team game. Um, everyone has the goal of, of celebrating a win in releasing good music. So I think just being overall um, just more collaborative, I guess. Um, and actually, I do have one other thing. The Canadian music industry, I feel like we can really celebrate our Canadian music more than we do. I, 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 that's, to- that's what this program agree. is all about. That's what this program is all about. <laughs> yep. at, we hear a lot of the, that here. Yeah. When you go to like, if you look at any of the charts on Spotify or on iTunes or online anywhere, you'll always see within the top 10, even top five, a local artist from that territory, from that country, Spain, London, Ireland, China, what, like whatever, whatever country there's always. And I find that, Canada gets so consumed with 
US, obviously, because that's where a lot of artists and a lot of money comes from. And the UK and yeah. And the UK for sure. Um, and it's just get like we're just taking all of that stuff when we have tons of so domestic, many great right yeah. here in our backyard. And we should just we should really uh highlight that. You know, there should be a category at the Junos instead of um, you know, domestic artists competing for pop album of the year, there should be like Canadian pop album of the year, like a domestic signing pop album of the year or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just highlight that because there's tons and tons and tons and tons of talent. So I, I promise you, Tyler, at some point in time in the future, and you will be one of the re- recipients of this award, there will be a Canadian as fuck Juno. I promise you <laughs> there will be a Canadian as fuck Juno and you and Fifi Dobson will be the first two recipients. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, just oh, could you do us a favor and t- talk about the meaning of life? Oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, by the way, on Amazon Prime. So if you have that, you can check this out. This this film that I did, um, I was the, uh, the lead actor in it. And it kind of came about because um, one of the director of photography, photography did my music video for House of Cards. And I did a little bit of acting in that. Um, and it's funny because I look back now, I'm like, that was awful in house of (laughs) and it's all part of the journey don't look back you're not going that direction exactly um so anyway he he hit me up and said hey like i i have this director here um and we want to have you for this role like what do you think of this role read the script let me know what you think and i read the script and it was got some music in it and it was very heartfelt and i said yeah like this let's do this you know and acting is something i've always been interested in um, you know, I was, I was a background worker in Vancouver growing up and I've just always loved hanging out on the sets. Um, my brother's an actor. So there was always like that kind of energy in the house. And I, I remember getting to the day on set and they were like, so do you have your songs prepared? And I said, I said, what do you mean? What do you mean oh, song? Oh no. no <laughs> and they said, yeah, like we need just like, you know, like, a minute of a song like this is the scenario of the scene like this is the what we're doing i'm like oh my god okay like give me i was like oh shit you know <laughs> so every song in that movie i wrote probably an hour before the scene and no way get it done because i had no, wow. i had no idea i was, was going to be creative i thought the songs like what do you mean songs anyway um the film <laughs> was think they were just gonna pull from your discography i had no idea wow. i had no idea like didn't know they needed me to write anything yeah but uh it it all turned out great it's fine i think it's got like a 6.7 on imdb so i'm not mad at that at all that's, that's awesome. good that's good yeah, for that's you good. that's fantastic awesome. yeah but that was definitely like that was a, a lot of fun a lot a lot of fun and i would love to continue doing um, more, more acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure you will, my friend. Definitely. Well, we want to wish you the best of luck with the tour. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure. I'm Thank sure you. it's going to be fantastic. Um, you know, so congratulations on everything that you've done so far, all your success so far. Uh, we wish you nothing but the best. And like I say, Canadian as fuck is all about promoting everything Canadian. Keeping everything in house for us is is okay. the utmost amount of importance. We interviewed a friend of ours, uh, Johnny Dovercourt, a couple of weeks ago, who just released a, a book called Any Night of the Week. Well, he did released it a couple of years ago, but we had a chat about it, just about club culture and and um, you know, do it yourself. The do it 
do-it-yourself aesthetic, essentially, mm-hmm. in Toronto music. So we're super stoked to have had you on the program tonight. Now, before we let you go, we've got a, we're going to play two songs, actually. So we're going to finish the program uh, from your album ti- entitled self-titled Tyler Shaw uh, called I See You. But before that, I was wondering if you would be able to just uh, tell us all about Artists Can. Yes, Artists Can, the charity and initiative. Uh, my good friend Fifi Dobson and I, we started during... Uh, the pandemic essentially um, shortly after Bill Withers passed away um, you know I was talking to my manager about his legacy and obviously going through his his all his amazing songs and lean on me came up and the idea was basically okay I'm gonna I'm just gonna put up a cover and you know say all the amazing things that he did for the music industry and for for people um, and that kind of stemmed from from that to eventually getting so let's try to get every single canadian we know to sing this song for us and we'll send a hundred percent of the proceeds to the canadian red cross to help fight um or relief uh for covid relief essentially excellent so, can you just talk to talk about some of the artists that are in in this because i i watched it a couple of hours ago and i'm like oh my god there's such there's such and such there's such yeah. and such so yeah, so we the first person we got actually um, were a couple of people. Dan Cantor, who was uh, Justin Bieber's guitar player for basically his entire like 10, 15 years of yeah. his career. Um, and John Levine, who produced the track, who if you, if you Google him, like, oh my God, Dua Lipa, Celine Dion, Drake, like the list goes on with this guy, super talented. Yeah. Um, also Canadian. Philosopher Kings, uh, I believe. Yes, from yeah. the closet. Yeah. You got it. Um, so yeah, we have we have Justin Bieber, we have Michael Bublé, we have Avril Lavigne, Sarah McLaughlin. Um, oh my gosh, I'm David uh, Suzuki's Lee. in it. David Getty. Suzuki's in it. Getty Lee, uh, yeah. Uh, Getty Lee. Getty Lee's Getty. in it. Yeah. I'm is he really? Beefy Dobson is in it. Yeah. Um, gosh, Sean Hook, Mary, um, Josh Ramsey from Mariners Trench, Scott Hellman. Johnny Orlando, Command Sisters. Like, there's, there's so many. Yeah, so we'll many. see. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see here. Yeah, as far as uh, as far as it all goes. So I'm going to hope and pray that this works. I really hope that this Come works. Come on. It'll okay. work. So what we're going to do before we even start thinking about putting other stuff up onto the screen, uh, Tyler, we really want to sincerely say thank you so much for being here taking the time out of your busy schedule we know you're packing to get uh, to get ready yeah. to to go on a bus and a tour bus in two days so uh we wish you nothing but the best my friend for um for your upcoming tour let so, me let uh, me just let me just uh let me just rhyme off the cities that he's going to hit really yep. quickly uh peterborough hamilton london oshawa ottawa belleville montreal trois rivieres winnipeg canrose medicine hat calgary sherwood park vancouver and Toronto. Wow. So there's a there's a there's a nice intimate gigs with Tyler in every one of those locales. Yes. Absolutely. So, so you're gonna be lucky if you get in. So go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Again, Tyler, thanks so much, my friend. I really appreciate you being here tonight. And uh, as we say. 
best of luck with the tour. Uh, this is uh, someone that we're going to be chatting with in ooh, maybe about 22 minutes time or so. We're going to be chatting with our uh, other friend, Fifi Dobson. But in the meantime, artists can. This is Lean On Me, Tyler Shaw's project. And we'll finish off uh, with a great track called I See You by Tyler. Tyler, thanks so much again, my friend. Have a great tour. Thanks having you. All man. the best. Thanks, thanks brother. Guys. Take yeah. care. Hi, I'm Tyler Shaw. And I'm Fifi Dobson. We've teamed up to launch Artists Can. An assembly of Canada's diverse musical talents. To celebrate the musical legacy of the late Bill Withers. And to raise donations for the Canadian Red Cross and their COVID-19 initiatives in this time of need. We both felt compelled to share the lyrical message of this song with our country and the world. Oh, shit.
We're going to get through this together by leaning on each other and protecting our frontline workers. Fog in the mirror, a ghost of yourself You lost your voice when you asked for help You wanna run with nowhere to go Guess I should do better at letting you know Don't waste time on your demons Find that space you can breathe in Not too long till it's over Rest your head on my shoulder When we're broken and blinded we all need someone to guide us home, home You don't see what I see Beautiful in front of me You can hide in the dark but the light you keep You don't see what I see I see you, I see you, I see you, I see you Thinking about everyone else You're just a stranger inside of yourself All of the silence weighing you down I'll be the voice, I'll scream and I'll shout Don't waste time on your demons Find that space you can breathe in Not too long till it's over Rest your head on my shoulder When we're broken and blinded we all need someone to guide us home mm. Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vail. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. 
The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.